0: is 1.37 p.m. Stories of hustle and grind from the intersection of culture, style, music, and sports. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it is, let's see the date here, January 22nd, it's around 2 o'clock here in San Diego, California, and every week, it's just Surpassing the previous week. It's just getting better and better every single time. Today, on In the Fight with Bo Templin, I have the former WEC champion. I have the former UFC interim champion. I have a future hall of famer that I get to talk to. Carlos Condit, the natural born killer. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate it more than you would ever know.
1: Yeah, sure, man. It's my pleasure.
0: So First things first, I have a confession to make, Um, and I I just want to be open, transparent, and honest. I have not listened to a whole lot of Rage Against the Machine in my life.
1: Okay, all right.
0: But help me. Give me some guidance. Where do I start? What's the album? What's the song? Am I doing it on a run? Am I hitting the heavy bag? Am I getting a lift in? Like, What is the ultimate Rage Against the Machine scenario?
1: Oh, man there i mean there's a lot of layers my friend um you know if if you if you want to get amped and just use it for adrenaline it'll do that but um yeah i there's uh there's a lot of depth um so i mean you just maybe start with the first album which is i think maybe evil empire i don't know i'm probably probably incorrect on that but honestly you can't go wrong like there there's There's
0: not a bad album, and yeah, I mean, just dive right in. Because when I, you know, I'm doing my research or whatever, I knew I knew you came out to Rage Against the Machine all the time, but actually, that isn't what made me kind of think of it. When you were doing the video on Instagram where you're getting your hands wrapped, you went live. You're getting your hands wrapped, and you were actually listening to "Along the Watchtower" Jimi Hendrix, Uh and I was like, oh shit! Like I just I love that track and just got all fired up thinking about it. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is the perfect time to ask him, where do I start? So I will give it a go. I'll I'll try out that first album and see where it takes me. Sure,
1: man. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's, there's a, there's a lot to, there's a lot to explore.
0: Beautiful. So first things first, congratulations. Great win over Matt Brown fight Island on ABC. I know that you said, you didn't really care or you hadn't thought about the ABC thing much, but now that you've been able to kind of like remove yourself from the fight, you're no longer focused on getting a W. Has it sunk in at all that you were on the same channel that Muhammad Ali was on and all these greats has that hit you yet?
1: Not really, dude. I, <laughs> I literally, I touched down in Albuquerque um, an hour ago. I oh just God. got home. I'm just getting back to, to real life in the U.S., And so, yeah, no, not not quite, actually. It's kind of it's been a whirlwind. I'm probably uh, jet lagged and I'm on I'm still on Abu Dhabi time, actually. So
0: Uh, thank you. Had I known that you had landed an hour ago, I would have said, dude, we could have pushed this to like any Uh, other time. That's all good, man. So it's all good. I'm
1: going on adrenaline at this point.
0: Sure. And, you know, in the fight game, you got to be a master of adrenaline, right? You're not, you you got to know when to pull it. you got to know when to suppress it. So I'm sure. sure you're the right guy to do this. With the Abu Dhabi thing, Fight Island, you you grabbed two W's there over the course of the last six months. And I was just so fascinated, whether it was guys struggling to make weight with the difference in changes, you're out of your rhythm, your routine – do you think like your experience played a factor in like just focusing on the fight? Like, you, you know, your weight, you know, the weight cut, you know what it takes. Do you think those reps and years like helped you as opposed to maybe some of the younger cats who are just like in this chaotic world of fight Island?
1: Uh, I think so. I, I've, I've seen quite a bit in my, in my time as a fighter, <laughs> fought all over the world, different time zones, different, you know, like lots of different variables. And it's been my, it's kind of, I don't know. It's been my uh, philosophy for a long time that anybody can compete when they're totally comfortable in their scenario. But you know, it's, it's, you know, it, it takes a pro to be able to just, no matter what, go in there and take care of business. You know, there's always going to be something. Something's going to come up. Your weight cut goes goes wrong. You didn't get the right food. You didn't sleep right. doesn't matter. You should be able to get in there and compete even on your worst day.
0: So you fought, as you've mentioned, I mean, Hawaii, Tokyo, Japan, Indianapolis, Oklahoma City, Vegas, Abu Dhabi now, all those places – what was the best place to fight in and then which place though had the best post weigh-in meal
1: oh man it's really hard to choose um i tokyo was one of my favorite places for a lot of reasons just because who i was at the time having not really seen a whole lot in the world and going to a major metropolis and you know seeing a completely different culture tokyo definitely holds a special place in my heart and post fight meal um i got to say uh when i fought in montreal we had we had some amazing amazing food in montreal
0: what post-fight. is it what is it with canada and mma like what is the connection it just seems like it's just like perfect it's perfection they're just meant for each other mm-hmm. i've never been but as someone who is there and has been with the fans, what is it? You know,
1: like, I don't know if I could quite put my finger on it, but I, I know that GSP being such an incredible athlete and talent and champion had a big
0: par- part to play in, in the the popularity up there, I'm sure. <laughs> During your time with the WEC, you go 5 and 0, you're champ, you're this bad man, the natural born killer. What was it during that time span that you just were sinking on all levels? Was it the matchups you think? Was it the time in your life mentally? Was it the the fighting mindset? Wh- what do you think led to that like iconic 5 and 0 run during the WEC?
1: Um <laughs> Uh, you know I, th- I think a lot of things aligned i i had i had my formula right at at the moment at that time and that that's that's a moving target though you know that that changes as you as things change around you and as you change as a person whatever um you you have to adjust and i have since then and things have been you know ups and downs but during this specific time that you're talking about i just think i had my formula dialed in
0: You know, I don't even like the ups and downs thing because I heard someone ask you a question saying, hey, does it feel good to not be coming off a losing streak into this fight? And I'm like, look at the fucking guys that he's fighting. Like, what are we even doing here? Do you ever feel like people discredit like tough competition too much? Because they'll say like in boxing, it's the cherry picking. You always hear, oh, guys, he's cherry picking. In the UFC, you never hear that, and yet you still hear people face the repercussions—repercussions repercussions or like consequences of facing tough competition. Does that ever bother you?
1: Um, I don't. I don't really think about it too much. But you're you're right. Like, there's no easy fights. These guys in the UFC, everybody is a tough fight. You know, the, the sport is so dynamic that anything could happen on any given night. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean it's it, it's a tough way to make a living, especially when you're held to such a, a high uh, high expectations. I guess.
0: Before let and rewind now to before the WEC days, right? And it's before you reach that like high level of MMA, it's it's touch and go. Like some of those promotions are not great to work with. Some of the events are not clean, and it's sketchy. When you look back on that time in your life, what was the biggest mistake you think you were making before you got to the big time? Oh, um,
1: I I wasted a lot of time not being as diligent in my preparation as I am now. Um, I had to develop a, a work ethic, and I, I honestly didn't know how to train like a professional athlete. You know, the, I was... I was training with a camp that had incredible trainers. Um, but the people that I was training with were, were not, they were fighters, but they were not high, high level athletes. And so it took me making a move training with some D one wrestlers out in Phoenix to really see what elite athletes trained like and what their lifestyle was in and out of the gym.
0: Okay. Um, And I apologize if you've been asked this question before or some variation of it, but I was doing research and I couldn't find the answer. So your father worked in politics, correct? Yeah. Did you ever get like funky looks from fam like family friends or like the community that oh you know the dad's doing the righteous thing he's working in politics trying to make the world a better place and you've got the fighting son or am i just completely making that up in my head
1: um no it was never like that actually okay Okay. and if it was it, it it was, you know, I, I never noticed it. Um, my pops was always a huge, huge, huge um, supporter and a, a huge, um, uh, I don't know, he, he had me in sports year round since I was like five years old. And he was always, you know, helping me cultivate my athleticism. And then when I got into fighting, he was, you know, I, it was when I first started fighting, when I first started training, I I wasn't even driving yet. Like, I didn't even have a driver's license, but he knew that it was something that I was into, so he took me to practice every day. And so, no, it was never it was never anything other than, you know, me, me
0: following my passion. Can you explain um, in your repertoire, in your rankings, it says that you're a purple belt in 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu, but you're a brown belt in – um, another form of jiu-jitsu can you exp- I just didn't understand it and maybe that's an idiot thing from my end like no,
1: what, what no, is I, it no it's not I mean it's it's a bit uh yeah it's a bit confusing no so, well, so I've been training jiu-jitsu since I was like 15 or 16 years old so that's okay. 20 years yeah I have never been really in a belted system though when I first started training Okay. Jiu-Jitsu. it was geared for mma it was no gi there wasn't really a belting system with the the gym that i was that i was with uh so uh and and since then i've trained with different gyms i'm i'm currently training with training at a 10th planet gym and they're like dude we got to get you belted um so i don't know i don't really look too much into the belting or ranking system you know i've done what i've done and i compete against who i compete against i think that shows kind of my you know my my, my rank and you know so yeah that's that's the story on that
0: yeah I, of course i wasn't like trying to discredit it all i was just curious because it's it's kind of a bizarre thing to read i guess when it's sure next year bio or whatever i got a few more i promise i won't take up too much more of your time i I'm really, really enjoying this. I understand you're dazed and confused, but I appreciate this a ton. Um, What is the most clean? What's the cleanest shot that you've landed in a pro fight? And then what's the hardest shot that you've taken?
1: Um, Cleanest shot. Cleanest shot. I don't know. Maybe that knockout against Dan Hardy. That uh, that that left hook. I think that was that one was kind of the perfect shot. And then, does
0: it, does it get bonus points for being in the first round?
1: I, you tell me. <laughs> okay, I think it does. <laughs> uh, um, and then, probably the hardest shot that I've ever taken was against, uh, well, that I can remember, uh, was against Jake Ellenberger jake ellenberger hits like a truck and he caught me just solid right right in my eye i think his his whole fist fit in my eye socket
0: okay last question um i won't i i understand i understand that there's someone outside the car that's waiting for you to wrap up i very much appreciate this i don't want to be an annoying media press member but your contract with the ufc is up now that you're done, you know, you said I'm focused on this fight. Like going into the week, I'm focused on this fight. I want the W. That's the only thing I care about. I'll worry about the rest later. What is the mindset now? Are you a contractual guy? Do you like being in on the business negotiations? Do you let that off to your agent? And say, yo, that ain't me. Like you do what you think's best for me. What is is it a 50-50? What is it? No, I
1: I I would say that it's a, a collaborative effort between me and my management No, it you know it's it's obviously a big big part big part of my life and it's my my it's my livelihood so no i have i definitely have a a big say in that and ultimately i have the i have the final say so um no we're we're in talks and i think um now that i now that i'm back in the u.s we're going to have a a a sit down and see exactly what we're going to do
0: Okay. I do have – excuse me. I have a quick one. I just started sparring at the the local boxing gym about three weeks ago, a month ago, okay? I'm just getting into it. You would laugh at what I'm doing. It's atrocious. I saw the trip that you pulled off against Matt Brown. Uh Uh-huh. What the hell? Tell me you had that plan before you went into the fight, or is that completely like – just feeling yourself and, and you saw it coming up and you're like, oh, I'm going for it. Cause that was the coolest trip I think I've ever seen in my life.
1: Thank you. Um, no, it's, it's something that I've been practicing for a while. I've been hitting it actually for a couple of years, more and more in, in training and in live sparring lately. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to do it in the last fight, but I didn't. And this fight, I was just, you know, the opportunity presented itself and, um, you know, I just, I capitalized
0: beautiful carlos thank you so much for your time get a good meal in get some rest in acclimate to the the standard united states time and i am very much looking forward to what you have next in your career thank you so so much for the time
1: yeah of course man dude it was it was, uh, it was fun
0: glad i'm glad you enjoyed it as, hopefully half as much as i did take it easy champ all right take care man this is 137 p.m own your future. Start this minute. 137 PM is a Gallery Media Group original
1: production.